welcome to Fast Fiction. An ordinary day, an ordinary man, and a little social chit-chat. He was a pleasant-looking man, dressed neatly in his grey work shorts and navy t-shirt. He looked fit and vigorous, somewhere between a young Dick Smith and an older Roy Orbison. His job was done. The new refrigerator had been installed and was humming in the kitchen as we sat on the unit balcony, enjoying the autumn sunshine. Sipping a freshly brewed cup of coffee, we sat and looked at the distant city shimmering as a backdrop to the Brisbane River, while ferries and catamarans transported people to work and play. Once he knew the refrigerator was working properly, he would be on his way. The conversation roamed from the restrictions of high-rise living to the given track record of the current government. And then we hit on mandatory sentencing. This was the day's media story and guaranteed to elicit a 50% response for either side of the argument. Our tradesman guest was positive in his opinion. Well, I reckon they got it right. Three strikes and you're out. Out where? I queried conversationally. Jail them and throw away the key. The response was immediate and censorial. Ah, but jails cost money, and with a young offender, the cost over a lifetime could be hundreds of thousands, let alone the social implications. I provoked, playing devil's advocate. Yeah, well, with serious offenders like rape and murder and abuse, you could put a hole through them, like vermin. Which is what they are. That would get rid of a good many. Abuse wouldn't be in the same category as the other two, my spouse argued. And it was then I saw Ray stiffen. Well, it bloody should be, and I'd be glad to pick up the first rifle to do it. He took a swig of coffee and I could see the emotion in his face. I was not surprised by what followed. I was abused as a kid, sexually and physically. And it just about fucked me up most of my life. I'm only just handling it now. My husband and I sat quietly, uncomfortable at this sudden outburst and revelation, aware that we, or rather I, had hit on a nerve. I grew up in New Zealand, a small place in the North Island. I knew my mother had it tough. She had been left abandoned as soon as my old man knew she was pregnant. So she worked hard, she managed to put enough money together to run a small boarding house. He went on without inducement, telling of a mother who spent every minute of the day cooking and cleaning for six single middle-aged men, most unemployed and living as best they could on limited doll money. I was told to shut up whinging when I suggested some of them had been a bit free with their hands, and if I didn't, she'd whack me with the frying pan. So soon I learnt pretty quickly to keep quiet and try to keep out of their way. An adventurous sparrow came up to investigate a few cake crumbs, and Ray began throwing a few towards it. I have a snapshot image of the big man and the tiny winged intruder pecking at crumbs. Yeah, I had it tough, but I survived. And I was lucky. Found myself a good woman. Together we made a life for ourselves. Had a family. First I'd ever known. Her too, for that matter. The three of us sat quiet now, finishing the coffee which was getting cold. I began to get up when he broke the silence. When one of my girls told me a neighbour had been touching her up, I went straight over there and I throttled him. Now, wishing to end this tete-a-tete and have him leave, I gave a light laugh before saying, 
Gosh, Ray, a big fellow like you, I expect you did some damage. You bet I did. And served seven years for it. I picked up the tone in his voice. It was full of the kind of pain that comes from seeing a loved one suffer. I sat still waiting for him to move, to break this bond that he had created. But my husband ploughed on. Seven years? What? For roughing a fellow up? My husband's voice showed his surprise. What did you do to him? I told you. I throttled him. I killed him. The words hung taut, and for a moment the air was empty. I felt I should say something, but my mind was in a fog. What do you say to an electrician who has just told you he is a convicted murderer? Before I could think of anything, he went on. No, they tried to give me counselling, told me I was irrationally paranoid about sexual abuse, that it was due to my upbringing. I even had one prick, some godforsaken asshole of a counsellor, tell me that it runs in families. Kids who have been abused usually become abusers, you know, like alcoholics. I was a counsellor myself and knew this to be true. I wanted desperately to say, but they do. All the statistics go to prove it. Fortunately, Ray continued talking over the top of me. Well, the moment he came out with that crap, I was over the table, letting him have it. I told him no one was going to offer that bullshit to me and live to say it again. Thankful I'd held my tongue, but now I found myself asking, Did you kill him too? I had meant to lighten the moment, but my voice came out shaky and shrill. No, but he was in hospital for six months. They gave me another three years for that. Attempted manslaughter or, you know, whatever, some crap. So, by rights, if we followed your thinking, next time you hit someone, you'll be put in jail for life. The big man shrugged. I guess that's just why it keeps going around in circles. And it won't stop until we get our message out there. That you can't treat young kids like your own sexual plaything and then throw them away when you're done. He took a final swig of coffee and threw the last crumb to the sparrow, still hovering by his side. If I had my chance to get hands on any of them clergy we hear about, I'd throttle a lot of them, even if I had to swing for it. My husband and I sat in stunned silence as he went back into the kitchen. We heard him opening and shutting the refrigerator door. Within a second, he was back, with a smile on his face. He extended his hand to both of us graciously. Well, thanks for the cake and coffee. It looks as if the fridge is okay, but if you have any trouble, just give me a bell. And with that, he was gone. You have been listening to Ray the Refrigerator Man, written by Brianda Cross and dramatised by Brianda Cross Michael Wilkins, and John Cross. If you would like to know a little more about other podcasts in this series, their creator, as well as the dramatists themselves, go to fastfictionpodcasts.com.